Hey guys, it's Bitches Don't Brunch. I'm Liz. And I'm Montana. So we had fun on tea time today. That was a fun one. (laughs) We (laughs) talked about uh, Montana's crush and it's okay. Mm, It's fine. Yeah. And we talked talked about their uh, thing, their little uh, tete-a-tete. No. And uh, yeah, so that was delightful. Uh, and her work party, so you'll have to get on tea time to hear about that. And then we did a bunch of BuzzFeed quizzes, and some of them were quite hurtful. <laughs> you, they were hurtful for me. Yeah. You got good ones. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the only one that was hurtful was the one that said your crush didn't like you based on your it was flat Starbucks out. choices. It was flat out. No. It was like, no, sad face. I was like, okay, Busby, what the fuck? That's cold. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to guess that he does or doesn't like her based on because, her fucking Starbucks choices? Because it's, he doesn't. It's fine. No, I doubt it's it. It's fine. Anyway. Whoever my crush is, apparently you like me, so that's cool. Good to know. (laughs) I doubt that, too, because I'm awkward and weird. So, yeah, it was fun, but you'll have to join Tea Time and our Patreon to find out more. Um, Yeah, but but if my friends start joining, though, I told you I'm going to delete that video. I said we'll edit it. (laughs) We are not deleting anything. You made me keep stuff up. That's embarrassing. So I'm keeping yours up too. (laughs) Anyway, um, we're also like, um, we're trying to think of content to give you guys. So if there's anything that you think is really funny or that you'd like want to see, just let us know. We're honestly kind of down to try anything. We are thinking about letting Montana do her own little, like talking about the trail and like, you know, her travels. So Because I said you guys are probably sick of seeing my face because I do too much content because I like attention. So. I'm not sick of seeing your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they all say. (laughs) And really, they're like, Jesus Christ, this girl's embarrassing as hell. So anyway. Yep. Tea time. Fun stuff. I'll post some more videos this week. But it's also easier to post videos that go along with your poetry. Yeah, of course. Those are, I mean, those are the easiest. I mean, I need to write some poetry. I've been focused on writing the novel. I'm bad about that, too. should probably add that to my little schedule that I made today. Novel writing from 10 to a million. I don't know. I try to write for, like, at least, like, 20 minutes for a few times a, a week, but it's hard trying to fit it all in with other stuff. I don't know how one is supposed to do everything. I know. There's too much. Anyway, stay tuned. And we love you. And do you have any good recs this week? I don't have any recs this week. I didn't watch any movies. Um, That's not true. You have a non-rec? I don't have any good recs. I never watch rec. So the movie I watched this week was The Edge of Tomorrow... And that's one with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's like an alien type movie. It was almost similar to... How many to, alien movies is he in? I feel like Tom Cruise is anything. He's so fucking weird. But it was similar to the Chris Pratt one. 
Tomorrow War. I don't can't even think, but it was it's Prime Video. It's Chris Pratt. <clears throat> that one was a good one. I haven't seen that. I made it maybe the first fifteen minutes in the Tom Cruise one, and I just got distracted and started doing other things because I could not out. get into them. Yeah, cash out. Fair enough. I was like, I am not for this movie. So that's my non rec. Okay. And Tom Cruise is hit or miss. I do like a lot of yeah. Tom Cruise movie, like Mission Impossible, those type of movies, Risky Business, Legend, old school films. But him as a person, no. No, he's a terror. We should do, a, like I said, we should do a whole episode about Scientology because I think that shit is wild. He just seems like a very sensitive guy. And if you say the wrong thing to him, he blows up on you. That's how I see him. He's fucking crazy. I still always remember like that. Remember when he was like on Oprah? No. Oh, is that he jumped on the couch? Yeah. Why did he do that again? Because he was so in love with Katie Holmes. Yeah, until she left his ass. Good for her. He goes through relationships. I'm like, there's obviously something wrong with you if you go through that many like relationships, I feel like. Mm, disagree. I've been through a lot of relationships myself. <laughs> and so has Taylor Swift. And now she's been with Joe Alwyn forever. Plus, I think it's harder as a celebrity. He just, I know, but he just seems like quite a character. Tom is. We're just going to say that. Yeah, he's fucking weird. So, what's your recommendation this week? I am, I just started this book, so I'm not super far into it, but it's called High Magic, A Guide to the Spiritual Practices That Saved My Life on Death Row by Damien Eccles and Eddie Vedder. Do you know anything about Damien Eccles? Nope. Okay, so it's actually a really interesting story because it was in the midst of the satanic panic and he was really into like high magic and the occult and he listened to heavy metal and like war black in a very rural and uh, right wing kind of place, a small town and he also didn't have a lot of money so he was an outcast for many reasons And he got wrongfully accused of murdering a few boys and they sentenced him to death row and he was in prison for a very long time thinking that he might die like at any moment. And then he got out and he's really just, I mean, he's, he's really an interesting person. Um, I've listened to his lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram a few times on YouTube because I just really like the way he details it. And it's easy to follow along with everything that he does. And so I was, and my, one of my best friends, Erica, she like really loves him and is always talking about him. Um, And I am trying to get more into high magic. So I'm very interested in this book because it's, it's, you know, it's fascinating um, as a witch and just as a person. So yeah, I'm excited to read it. It's interesting so far. It's about visualization, meditation, um, and like kind of like tapping into that higher magic. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You always have good recommendations. I don't have a life. <laughs> That's not true. I just I, I have to read before bed, so I'm always reading something. I'm also reading a Nora Roberts book and I'm still reading The Hunted Maiden by Douglas Pierce. So I'm surprised you haven't read all of Nora Roberts books already. I mean, most of them. <laughs> This is a reread, <laughs> honestly. Sometimes you just need a reread before bed. Yeah, that's all. I, I have to read like a romance novel I've read before. This one I don't remember as well because I've only read it like one other time, but it's still very gripping and fun. Plus research. 
Yeah, but sometimes when you get into a really interesting book, it's hard to go to bed because you can't put the book down. That's why I don't read good books before bed that I have not read before because I will That's not smart. go to sleep. Well, I, I used to date this guy and um, you know him. <laughs> you introduced us. <laughs> but um, I'd be like in bed reading and I was like, I just, I have to know what happens. And he was like, what book are you reading? And I was like, this. And he's like, you've read it before. And I was like, I know, but I have to see what happens. And he's like, you know what happens. And I was like, I have to see what happens. And he was like, okay, okay, fine. He never did get it, but he always made fun of me. He's like, what book are you rereading today? And how late did you stay up trying to see what happened? <laughs> Even though you already know. <laughs> oh, shit. I miss him. But yeah, so I feel like this will be interesting because I have been implementing uh, meditation into my practices. And when I did the LBRP, that was when I started hearing the slamming downstairs. That was like the night after I had to come to your house and I did the LBRP because that is a cleansing ritual. That shit will get stuff out. Because well, do you, you want to explain what that means? It's the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. And basically you are calling on like six um, angels to come into your home and like completely cleanse it um, of any negative energy. It's a very powerful ritual. Um, you draw pentagrams, you do like a, a star, you go around picturing like white light, you summon angels. Like it's very intense and it works really well. <laughs> also your hands get tired. At least mine do. Cause I don't have it memorized yet. And you have to like keep them out at your sides for like a while. So, but it, it, I mean, it really does work, but that's when I had people throwing a tantrum. So, <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's my wreck. That sounds like something I would look into. Yeah, actually, super so. fascinating. I mean, I don't really have any wrecks. I don't really have any updates. Um, Oh, well, there, there actually, you know what, there is one thing that I wanted to address. Um, my sister told me the other day that well, one of the podcasts uh, really resonated with her friend. And I'm not going to say more than that, except that it was our mental health episode. And um, I'm thinking that maybe we need to revisit mental health because I do think that it's rarely talked about. And just the amount of clients I've had open up to me about addiction grief, um, medications, uh, trauma in the past few weeks has been very intense. Um, I've cried a few times over it, but I think it's, it's part of a larger conversation that needs to be had. And I, I do want to dive into it. Um, especially as someone that is bipolar and a recovering alcoholic and has suffered some trauma, um, some capital T trauma, uh, I think it's uh, probably a good thing to discuss. So I just wanted to, you know, thank Alexia and thank her friend for, you know, letting me know that that impacted them. So, yeah, just want to throw that out there. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, that really helped. I mean, it made me feel really, really excited and happy. I mean, As bipolar especially is bipolar, borderline and schizophrenia, I think are the ones that people recoil at the most. I think anxiety and depression are getting to be a little bit more understood, although certainly not widely accepted yet. Hopefully that changes. But 
I mean, when you say like you're bipolar or borderline or schizophrenic, like you can see the change in someone's eyes. And that's certainly disheartening to feel very alone. Um, and I do have to give it up for Halsey for being so open about her bipolar disorder. I just wanted to put that out there. Plus, I love Halsey. She's amazing. She is. She's so pretty. Is it she or is she they? Or is she they now? Halsey might be they. I so think she's they. So Halsey they. We're gonna. I know that Demi Lovato was they, but then she like, went back to she. Yeah, she confusing. went back to she. Yeah, I don't know. I fully support non-binary people, though. I totally understand that. I so. do too. It just gets confusing if they keep going back and forth. Yeah, that's true. I'm so I'm starting to wonder if I just need to start calling everyone they just to keep it simple. <laughs> but then, and then you'll piss off the people that uh, hate that stuff and then you'll be able to kind of weed out the dickheads so also we're here at my place today guys so i'm excited to see if the ghosts are out because they were out yesterday <laughs> to the point that i thought i had an intruder in the house i was walking around with grim behind me and mace in my hand because i thought i was going to see someone in my kitchen so you heard the footsteps in your kitchen or just throughout the hallway up the steps where did you oh it was them? all over my apartment first i heard it in the kitchen and they were in the pantry moving shit around and like i, I mean i was talking about my dad the other day and something fell off like in the pantry something just like fell and i was like okay wouldn't have fallen because I keep my pantry pretty organized. So last night I heard like footsteps and like kind of like like rumbling, like a rumbling voice, like someone like kind of like murmuring or mumbling. Uh, and then obviously things being moved in the pantry. And then like I was like, who's there? And then I just kept hearing stuff. But every I, I looked around the entire apartment, there was nothing there. And so I was like, what? I mean, the apartment's not very big, so it's not like someone can easily hide. Right. I looked under the bed. I looked under the shower curtain. I looked in the hallway and downstairs. They're always and like there. in the movies where they, it's always something about the shower curtain. Uh-huh, and I you know. Just slowly. That's why I keep it open. Them. It's scary when it's closed. What if something's in there? I always keep mine open. Yeah, it's too scary. I mean, one, my glass is a glass shower so like there's no curtain it's just mm. like one of those old school you open the glass door mm-hmm. type thing yeah and then the other my other bathroom i hardly ever use but i do take baths in there after long runs yeah i miss baths i know i love baths put some epsom salts mm. in there whatever and i always keep it open no matter what yeah i need to fucking do some epsom salt stuff later my thumbs are killing me anyway my holistic doctor was proud of me for doing epsom salts yeah they're really good for you. I mean, I wish I could do the magnesium lotion, but I cannot. The first time I started running and got injured, and then this time after my long miles, when I finish, I literally do the whole Epsom bat, the Epsom salts, like right when I get home, mm-hmm. and then I foam roll afterward, and that's mm-hmm. I think preventing me from getting injured, and it keeps I haven't been sore. Yeah. It helps. So I'm like, it has to be those Epsom salts. It really does. I mean, when I had a bath and I was um, like soaking my hands in the tub every night with the Epsom salt, it seemed to help a lot. But I don't have a bath here. (laughs) So. All right. So, yes. So we'll see if Montana being here sparks anything and if she hears anything. I'm always really happy to hear when Grim hears it, too, because he was barking like crazy. But it was so cute because like I went out with my mace. And like I was like, is okay. your mace pink? No, I, well I have pink. I do have pink mace. Oh okay, whatever. Anyway, I have, but I have three red maces all around the apartment. So in case someone gets me, I can mace them in the fucking That's face. That's actually good to know. 
So I had my mace and I like was creeping out and like grim <laughs> in the bedroom with his little face peeking out. He's scared to death. Aww. He was barking up and he's like, okay, mom, you can go check. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Grim. But then like when I was like, Grim, come here. He like came over and he was like, oh, I'm fierce. I was like, that's my baby. So yeah, there was no one here, but they left me alone last night. I got some sleep. So I don't know. They're just, sometimes they're just active and sometimes they're not. So we'll see if they're active tonight. And if you hear anything, you probably will. Well, like being over here, cause we've been over at my house the last few times. Mm-hmm. I forgot how annoying it is though. Like all the car door slams. Yeah, I think I've just gotten used to it. I don't Probably. even like register it anymore. So I was here for like five years. It's always car door slams, car door slams, uh, kids yelling. And then like at my place, it's like quiet. Yeah. Besides like kids in the neighborhood playing. But I'm like, uh, but I guess you get used to it. Yeah. Grammy, okay? You're making a lot of noise. <laughs> I would die without you. You can't leave me. You got to become a vampire soon. You gotta become a vampire soon so that we can take over the world and make it a better place and have cool vampire balls and we'll just live for eternity. Okay, but you gotta find them. Would I've you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Depends on the aging of the werewolf. If the werewolf doesn't age, then I'll be a werewolf. But if the werewolf ages, vampire. I don't want to get old. If the werewolf does not age, I want to be a werewolf. Same. I mean, if the werewolf, is, if it's like Twilight where if there's like vampires around, they never age. Cool. Dude, when I first saw Twilight, I thought he was, when he brings out, like, her to that place, he's like, let me show you what I look like in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be, like, really old, like an old creature Oh, thing. interesting. Yeah. And then he's just, like... Sparkles. And I'm like, what? Didn't All he like does is spark. Inter- I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I didn't like that interpretation. I thought it was really fucking weird. Because I thought you were going to see, like, his true self, like, something creepy and, like... I never read Twilight, obviously. I went in thinking he was going to be this, like, creature thing. Yeah. And he just, like, glittering. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I thought it was kind of <laughs> stupid, honestly. You know what, though? That reminds me. I did watch Valentine's Day recently with Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor. Mm, yeah. They were so cute. I forgot how cute they were. Their relationship didn't last very long. No. Back to December is about Taylor Lautner. I don't know much of her songs. So. I know every single. Why did they break up then? Well, if you listen to the lyrics, like it sounded like he really loved her and she just like wasn't really ready, but then she like kind of wanted him back, but he was kind of too prideful and too hurt and too scared to let her in again. So, I mean, there's like that like um and some people think that Midnight Rain is about uh Taylor Lautner. There's this like um line and it was like he wanted he wanted sunshine. I was midnight rain. He wanted something. I she was saying like I wanted that pain, like and he wanted sunshine, and I I still wanted that pain. And I was like, yep, in there. I think when you're um unhealthy, you crave the kind of toxic relationship that a lot of her earlier albums are about. When it's all fire and crash and craziness, and I mean. Wait, did you? You probably never watched the 10 minute video of All Too Well, did you? No. Oh my God. How? <laughs> With Sadie Sink? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm not a Swifty. That is such a beautiful short film. And it just documents whatever. It's perfect. I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> I got off on a Taylor Swift rant and I was like, yeah. Well, we started with Twilight. Ah, yes. We started with the UNB a vampire or a werewolf and. 
Werewolves don't need to totally be a werewolf. Well, and technically those wolves guys weren't werewolves. They were shapeshifters, but they shifted into wolves. Uh, here and they mate for life. Um, I also read that when wolves are in packs, they let like the sick and the old lead the pack because mm-hmm. they set the pace of the pack. And I think that's adorable. Wolves are the best. They're such a sweet like pack mentality. Like I love it so much. Maybe I'm like a panther <laughs> because I'm such a loner. I was thinking about that earlier. I like have people that like I've had people like try and hang out with me and I'm like, no, <laughs> too time, too much going on. I'm exhausted. But so yeah, I'd probably be like a panther or like some sort of solitary big cat if I was like anything. But it's nice to have a pack and then you can like go and be your solitary self and then come back to the pack. So maybe I am a lioness. Whatever. I think there's something magical about wolves though. Yeah. I've always thought that. They're really beautiful. Would I want to confront one by myself in Alaska? No. I have a video, actually, I recorded, and I can put it on Patreon. Do that. Um, when I went to, I think I was, like, the Memphis Zoo, and it was pretty much dead because we were there late. Um, and there was the wolf capture thing. There's only two of them. But I went to go walk by the gate, and the, it stared at me, and then it actually came up to me. Wow. Like, trying to, like, get on this rock for, like, to reach out to me. That's Like, cool. it wanted my attention. That's cool. And I started crying and stuff. I don't know. It was just, uh, I've never had a wolf do that before. Could be. A, like, definitely sounds like a spirit animal. And it was so cute. It had, like, this underbite. So, remind me, and I'll put the video on Patreon, because I haven't put it on anywhere else. I'll put it on Patreon. But it was just very, like, this is so interesting. Like, it wanted my full attention. Like, it was way across. And it was laying down. And then it, like, turned around, saw me, got up, and walked all the way over. I feel like the zoo sucks sometimes because, like, all the animals that I want to see, like, aren't usually out. I'm all about the big cats. I'll wait forever to see a big cat. You you really like the Memphis Zoo. They had a lot of cool animals, and they were all out. And it was nice. You got to go during, like, the weekday, maybe, like, 4 o'clock. I know, like, they close as soon, but, like, all the animals are out at that time. That's what I'm talking about. I like watching the cheetahs run. They're very playful. They're usually so cute. Playing with each other. I do find it really creepy when there's, like, a little kid and, like, some animal, like, has the kid in its sight. And, like, the kid is like, oh! And you're like, if there was enough fucking wall there you would be dead that thing wants to eat you no it does not want to be friends it wants to eat you i remember this like little toddler in front of the komodo dragon and i was like those things are deadly i fucking hate komodo dragons they scared the shit out of me so what do you think about the whole harambe thing that made me sad are you team harambe i'm team harambe i'm team harambe too you should have watched your fucking kid that's fucked up he didn't, how? he didn't do anything either. He just held he on to the kid. He held him. That's all he did. And they killed him. Shot him. Fuck it. Couldn't they have done like a tranquilizer dart or something? I don't know. I think, I don't know if they thought it wasn't going to work fast enough and their priority was getting the kid out safely. I don't know. I, I just, don't know too much about it because I refuse to, I just, it's heartbreaking to me. And I mean, gorillas are very aggressive. Oh, trust me. I remember my dad inciting the wrath of a gorilla. I think, like, chimpanzees, any monkeys, they're just, they terrify me. But, like, gorillas are very aggressive, and I think that was, 
Yeah, I think that was their main thing was they're like, we got to get this kid out. So mm-hmm. if Rambe doesn't kill him, we don't know how he's going to react, even though he was just sitting that. there holding the kid. I hate that. I don't fuck with monkeys, though. No, and gorillas, I'm not like as afraid of, but monkeys are scary. Well, chimpanzees can literally rip your arm off. I hate, I hate chimpanzees. They're terrified. Anything that can eat you, like bears, hippos, gorillas, sharks. But you like wolves. I do. And I like big cats. But yeah, I don't want to fuck with a bear. But yeah, so yeah, the Harambe thing made me so fucking mad. Because like, what kind of parents are paying so little attention that their kid gets into a fucking enclosure? I wonder if they got in trouble. I fucking hope so. I didn't follow up. Remember that woman that was like at Yellowstone or something? And she got like way too close to the bear and it rushed her? No. (sighs) Yeah, she was like filming it. And, like, I think they were, like, say, like, 500 feet away from the bear. And she got within 30 feet of it and was, like, filming it. And it was a wild animal. And so it rushed her. And it didn't do anything but rush her and the other tourists. But she got in a lot of trouble. No she shit. You're putting everyone's in danger. Yeah. Fucking also, if I was near that woman and she was doing that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to go the opposite way. Because, no. Yeah, no. Fuck it. No. So yeah, Harambe's parents can suck a dick. We looked it up on the break and they didn't get in trouble at all. They didn't get in any trouble. Surprisingly, none of this has anything to do with our episode tonight. <laughs> you mean Harambe doesn't have to do with numerical numbers? Nope, neither do Werewolves, Twilight, or Taylor Swift. Sometimes you just gotta talk about it. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Um, no, today we're talking about numerology. Yes, we are. And you specifically did angel numbers, right? I did angel numbers, yes. I kind of talked about Western numerology, but I went into like a little bit about all of it. So maybe that should be another like Patreon thing, just like rambles throughout the day. Yeah. Shit, I could ramble to myself for like a fucking hour and sometimes (laughs) I do and I'll talk to myself and then I look up and someone's like looking at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So you have conversations in your head. I have conversations in my head all the time. I do. And then sometimes I'll say something out loud like, God, you're such a fucking idiot. Or like, oh, yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder if he's still around. And like, I'll say it out loud. And then like, I realize I said it out loud because people are looking at me and I'm like, "Eh, whatever. I already look crazy. Might as well add to it. I felt so dumb when I was at Whetstone the other day taking fairy pictures because I kept getting weird looks. And I was like, care you know what whatever what do you do when people give you weird looks i smile at them and then i go on with what i'm doing so i don't give a fuck hey that's all you can do yep so anyway let's get into it so numerology what is it um according to wikipedia the definition of numerology is quote Numerology is the belief in an an occult, divine, or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events. It is also the study of the numerical value via via an alphanumeric system of the letters in words and names. When numerology is applied to a person's name, it is a form of onomancy. Oh, end quote. You might have heard of angel numbers, life path numbers, etc., etc., and this all comes from numerology. Numerology has actually been around since antiquity with some quotes of numerology systems from around 800 BCE. 
Numerology has been used for thousands of years and it has taken on a new interest as the new age wave grips us all. Numerology is even cited in alchemical texts and back to ancient civilizations. And there are quite a few different kinds of numerology. Um, I'm going to be diving into Western numerology, but I'm going to give a quick overview of some of the other types as well, in case anyone is interested and would like to research. So I probably should have looked up how to pronounce this. So you guys are just going to have to bear with me. <laughs> it is Chaldean numerology. That's C-H-A-L-D-E-A-N. And Chaldean numerology comes from the belief that the universe is made and built by vibrations. In this system, the belief is that vibrations attract other vibrations that are equal to them. So higher vibrations attract high and lower attract lower. They also believe that every purpose has a purpose, which is unavoidable and can be found by finding your birthday number and your name number. And you can slightly change your purpose in your future by legally changing your name, but not by much, which this is... This is a recurring theme in a lot of numerology. Like a lot of numerology is about higher vibrations and lower vibrations, but I would like to look into that more because I find it interesting. Um, and I almost actually went into Kabbalah numerology, which I'm going to talk about next because I find Kabbalah really fascinating. Um, so Kabbalah numerology came from Hebrew culture and Judaism, but gained popularity when celebrities like Madonna became interested in it. Like Chaldean numerology, it's believed that the world is made up of vibrations and certain numbers have certain vibrations. But Kabbalah mostly uses your name to find your vibration and your number, and this is based on the Hebrew alphabet. Quote, as Kabbalah numerology is connected with energies and vibrations, there comes into play different kinds of energies when it comes to calculating numbers of Kabbalah and to name these energies. And I'm definitely going to fuck up pronunciation on these names. Apologies in advance, guys, but okay, so Kether, Chokma, Bina, Chesed, Gebra, Tapareth, Netzach, Had, Yisad, Makath. Uh, the above names consist of 22 vibrations ranging from 1 to 400. Each vibration emphasizes the knowledge and wisdom earned from the soul and the mind, which exist in the non-physical dimension rather in the, than the tangible physical existence in this one dimension world. Would rather say that blood and flesh where the physical identity comes into play. No doubt this portrays a higher level of understanding that is above all the physical world and exists beyond the physical boundaries, dimensions, or limitations to explore your inner self. The Kabbalah technique details each letter and explains that each letter holds a specific value slash energy through which calculations are made, end quote. And that is from mypandit.com. And there was no author specifically listed, but I am going to have a lot of um, quotes and references and uh, sites that you can check out. I will link in the podcast description. Tamil numerology came from the Tamil region of Southern India. Again, I'm probably fucking up pronunciation. Um, Indian numerology is based in Vedic squares, which show geometric patterns. This type of numerology says that there are three numbers attached to a specific person, a psychic number, which is the way you see yourself calculated by birth date, a destiny number, which is how the world sees you and is calculated by adding your birth date numbers together into one digit. And finally, the name number, which is calculated based on sound frequencies of a certain number and tells the, uh, tells of the relationship you have with others. And last but not least, we have Western slash Pythagorean numerology. 
which is probably what we are all the most familiar with. It is a simplest form of numerology founded by Pythagoras himself. It is based on the name and birth date of a person and has digits from 1 to 9 and 11 and 22, actually, which each have meanings. Good old Pythagoras. We all remember the Pythagorean theorem from school. Quote, the Pythagorean theorem equation is expressed as C2 equals A2 plus B2, where C equals hypotenuse of the right triangle and A and B are the other two legs. Hence, any triangle with one angle equal to 90 degrees produces a Pythagoras triangle and the Pythagoras equation can be applied in the triangle. And that is, end quote, at qmathgeometry.com. But who the hell was Pythagoras and what does he have to do with numerology today? Pythagoras was born in the Greek Isle of Samos uh, somewhere around 569 BC, but there are conflicting reports about that. Not much else is known about him. Uh, he was supposedly lauded as a demigod by his cult. Guys, we'll get to the cult. <laughs> Just chill. And it said that he was a marvelous teacher. He was a mathematician as well as a philosopher. People from all over come to hear his teachings. Writings about him display him either as crazy or as an exalted genius. Unfortunately, we don't know much else about him. He did found a sect, uh, which some would deem a cult, called the Divine Brotherhood of Pythagoras. They were a secret society that were interested in combining science and mysticism. People believe Pythagoras had secret powers and a golden leg. They said he beat death. Um, but this isn't a podcast about the cult, although I might come back to that, but it does give us background into Western numerology. So I, I just have to do a side note here. Uh, I do like it because Pythagoras, Pythagoras is actually a vegetarian, but he also wouldn't let anyone like himself or any of his followers eat beans because he thought they had feelings. <laughs> a little weird. A little weird. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I thought so. I was like, cool, Pythagoras, cool. Um, so his followers believed that numbers were the essence of everything. Their motto was all is number. These followers also founded the truth of the golden ratio. These followers were constantly looking for the meaning of life within nature and numbers, looking all around them for meaning within the numbers themselves. Of course, the Pythagorean theorem blew a hole in the idea that all numbers can either be a whole or a fraction, and now they had discovered irrational numbers. And what were they to do? This was madness! Um, it said that his followers tossed him into the ocean because of this discovery. <laughs> um, this is probably a myth, but it's an interesting one nonetheless. Um, it challenged their worldview just as much as it challenged the Greeks' worldview just in general. Um, knowledge at that time was mysterious and guarded, and Pythagoras was no different. Um, it is said that Pythagoras never considered himself a sage, and he actually invented the word philosopher because he believed the pursuit of knowledge was never ending. So that's why Pythagoras is often considered the father of philosophy. Was he the father of numerology? Not exactly. The practice was, as I said, ancient. But Pythagoras and his obsession with numbers certainly led us to the Western version of it. He had a, a very intense and interesting education and spread that sparingly to his own followers. Pythagoras discovered there was a direct correlation between musical note vibrations and numbers, and each note had a different kind of harmony. This evolved into what we know today. Quote, right from a major impact to a minor one, Pythagorean numerology helps the person figure out the core meaning of their life and its purpose. 
Furthermore, this numerology type aids in finding out the right direction for the native with accuracy and reliability. In all, one can say that Pythagorean numerology is composed of six different variations and vibrations of numerology. However, the focus remains on the vibrations that our name shall produce and its connections with the numbers. Moreover, Pythagorean numerology focuses on six cores of numerology, which are taken from the person's birthday and name. And the six cores described in the Pythagorean numerology are as follows. <clears throat> Life path number, birthday number, first impression number, inner soul number, character number, and expression number. It's uh, very complicated. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, uh, I'm using my dad's birthday uh, because uh, his anniversary uh, was on uh, Friday the, or yes, Friday the 17th, uh, February 17th. So I used um, daddy's birthday and his name. Uh, so we're going to break his down while I explain numerology. So I just wanted everyone to know. Your life path number is found by adding your birth month, day, and year together, and you keep breaking them down until it is one single digit number between one and nine, unless it is 11 or 22, which are master numbers. So for example, my dad's birthday was 9, 27, 1957. So we add nine plus two plus seven plus one plus nine plus five plus seven, which is 40. Then four plus zero equals four. Your life path number shows your nature and how you work with the flows of the universe. Quote, at the moment you were born, you were unique with your own character and unrepeatable DNA. Every one of us has his or her potential, which we have to keep and develop throughout our lifetime. The method of life path calculation is based on the theory that the path consists of three cycles. The three cycles are represented by the year, month, and day of your birth. They represent the later, middle, and early part of your life, respectively. Your life path, or life cycle, as it is often referred to, is described by a single-digit number. It is influenced by all the traits and properties revealed in each cycle. And that was by theastrology.com slash lifepath.html. So my dad is a four, which says he is trustworthy and practical to sum it up quickly. The birthday number is simply the day you were born, and again, you reduce it to a single digit. So again, using my dad's birthday, the 27th, you add 2 plus 7, and that's 9. Quote, you come off as a helper, someone that can guide others through difficult problems and struggles. You have an air about you that makes people believe you have all the answers. You also seem friendly and comfortable, oh, friendly enough that they feel comfortable confiding with you their troubles. Um... So that was by www.astrology.com slash numerology slash birth dash numerology. Um, the first impression number shows the impression you give to people when they first meet you. You find this by adding your birthday and month together. So using my dad again, nine slash two seven. So nine plus two plus seven is 18. One plus eight is nine. People with an attitude number of nine are usually compassionate, leaders, creative, born teachers, and giving. Quote, if you're an attitude number nine, then you're always quick to help those around you. It's important to you to protect the welfare of others. You will accept more responsibility than necessary by taking on the work of others and are great at faking it until you make it. And that was by mattbeach.com slash numerology slash attitude number slash attitude nine. I'm going to link all these below. Um, what's interesting so far is that my dad really was very trustworthy and practical for the most part. Practicality, mm, I could debate that, but in some ways, yes. Um, 
and he was definitely a helper uh he actually worked with uh disadvantaged youths and um kids that had been like incarcerated or kids that had were in a lot of trouble and that's how he met my mom so he was always a helper and we called him peter pan because he would collect all these like little broken sad strays he and my mom both did i mean we always had kids at our house because they just felt very drawn to their light and their energy and their kindness so i definitely think dad was that person i think he would have been a really good counselor or a teacher um he was definitely someone that people went to including myself you know he was the one that dragged mom and me away from each other and uh <laughs> and uh saved us from hitting one another when i was a teenager such a bitch yeah that, these are also very true uh i would also say he was very creative born teachers and giving um because he worked with his hands he did beautiful work on houses and he used to draw too when he was young um so yeah he was definitely that too and faking it until you make it yeah that was that was definitely dad so so far it is very accurate Next, we have our inner soul number or soul urge numbers. And they're kind of map that shows you your specific purpose. Also, the things that matter to you the most. And it can show you who you're most compatible with. So for the number, number you'll need the numbers that correspond with your first, middle, and last name. So I know this is a lot of information, guys. But A equals 1. E equals 5. I equals 9. O equals 6. U equals 3. Y equals 7. Because we're just using the vowels. So my dad was John Cullen Heffernan. I took each vowel from that and I added it to the numbers that corresponded it. So O-U-E-E-E-A. Six plus three plus five plus five plus five plus one equals 25. Two plus five equals seven. Quote, seven, mystical, wise, divinity. You are deeply introspective, observant, and contemplative. You retreat to nature in times of inner and outer distress and find the most comfort in alone time. Sevens are in a league of their own. You're one of a kind, but also scared of being misunderstood. So you find yourself torn between wanting to fit in and dying to stand out. You dive deeper within yourself to discover who you truly are that more than anyone else on this list. The good news is the answers you seek to life are already within you. You have the gift of not only knowledge, but wisdom. So trust yourself. You are a direct extension of the universe. And that was by alexandany.com. I think that's very true. He always felt really happy in nature. Um, and I do think that he was very unique. Actually, this kind of reminds me. Do you know the Enneagram? Did you ever take the Enneagram? No. Yeah. Okay, so it's got all like the types. You never did that? No. Well, you'd probably be a healer. I got like healer and then individualist like a few times. And the individualist is like pretty much this. It's like you want to be so different, but then you're like, bah, I'm going to be alone because I'm misunderstood and different. So I was like, yep, that, that does sound like my dad. I'm basically my dad just in a skirt. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, so next um, we've got your character number or your personality number. And it's the mask that you put onto the outside world. And it shows how others perceive you. So your personality or character number shows what you send out into the world and what you let in. It's a narrow hallway to the real you in a way, but it's not fully the real you. As I said, it's like a mask that you show to everyone else. So I think of this in terms of astrology because, you know, like the big three are like sun rising and moon. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is, like, your sun sign. So, like, this is how, like, people, like, perceive you, you know? So, like, my sun sign is Aquarius, so I come off as, like, weird and, like, <laughs> strange and, like, a know-it-all. <laughs> it's so true. I'm such an Aquarius. Fucking ego for days. So, that's kind of what I relate to character number two. Um, so, for this, you're going to need the consonants, and the consonants all relate to a number. So, we take all the consonants in your name in this time and find the master number by breaking them each down. So each letter translates to a number. One for J and S. Two for B, K, and T. Three, C and L. Four, D, M, V. I fucking hate the DMV. Five, I just had to say it. Five, N, W. Six, F, X. F, X. Seven, G, P, Y. 8, H, Q, Z, and 9, R. So, John Cullen Heffernan, J, H, N, C, L, L, N, H, F, F, R, N, N. 1, 8, 5, 3, 3, 3, 5, 8, 6, 6, 9, 5, 5. And that is 67. 6 plus 7 is 13. 1 plus 3 is 4. So, quote, personality number 4. Some of their... <laughs> it's just laughing at some of this. Some of their key traits are family-oriented, well-dressed, very true, stability, eh, not so much, maturity, yes, nurturing nature, yes, pragmatic, mm. <laughs> fours need to work on being too serious, no, dull attitude, absolutely not. Fours make for the perfect gentlefolk. They're organized, well-dressed, and are very close to their family. They're the type of well-put-together people that others turn to in a crisis. I'll talk about it in a second. <laughs> Personality numbers are very mature, even from a young age. They're pragmatic in their outlook, consistent in their actions, and they dominate any scenario. But they won't put you down if you don't match their stable, unshakable ways. They're very nurturing towards others and make for excellent managers, helpers, and guides. However, their pragmatic, systematic outlook in life makes them come across as boring. They're too serious and need to loosen up a little. And that was by mattbeach.com slash numerology. I don't agree with this. Um... Some of it I agree with. Like, he was definitely very family-oriented. And, like, we joke that Daddy always picked out Mom's clothes because <laughs> she just doesn't really have her own sense of style. So he was like, you should wear this. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. And he was like, oh, it looks so great in this. Oh, this color would look so good on you. So definitely that. Uh, he might have been a little bit more stable. He was more stable once he got um, on some bipolar medication <laughs> and he was very nurturing so i give him that for sure but no one would have ever looked at my dad and been like yeah he's serious and dull no that's hey you know what it's numerology it's not perfect um and finally we have your expression number also called the destiny number and this number reveals your personal strengths and weaknesses and also the things that challenge you and this number also uses your full name to find out what it means. One could say it's a map to your own potential filled with paths of the good things you're good at and pitfalls of your personality or life. So this helps you determine what to work on and what you're naturally good at and how to improve your life in the world. So you add all the numbers corresponding to your name and keep reducing it to a single digit. And there's a chart below and there's no way I'm reading out this whole entire chart. I'll link it in our podcast description. But I will show you. 
So J was one, O six, H eight, N five, C three, U three, L three, L three, E five, N five, H eight, E five, F six, F six, E five, R and nine, N five, A one, N five, ninety two. Nine plus two equals eleven. And 11, 22, and 33 are master numbers in numerology, so you do not break them down if you ever get an 11, a 22, or a 33. So for my dad, his destiny number was 11. Quote, expression number 11. You express yourself best through your spirituality. You are a channel for a lot of high-frequency spiritual information, and you likely have untapped psychic gifts. In the right environment, you will transform the world with your innate power and knowing. Although you might not realize it, one of your true gifts is your natural ability to inspire others to express their inner truth. It may be a challenge to you, but expressing yourself and your vulnerabilities will be the catalyst to releasing this innate gift in you and creating a positive transformative effect on other people's lives. You may be a light worker and be drawn to the path of mysticism, astrology, tarot, or Reiki. Many expression 11s also become powerful healers. Your highest potential is to lead others towards reaching an enlightened perspective, end quote. That was from trulydivine.com slash numerology slash what's the expression number. I agree with this one with my dad. Uh, He was definitely like um, a healer. That's why people were really drawn to him in that way. And I think if he had lived, he probably would have become a master healer, but he is healing from beyond. So those are all my dad's numbers. Um, I find it really interesting how certain numbers seem to fit how he lived and who he was so well and others eh, kind of. Do you think yours would tell yours just as well? Do you believe in this? I certainly do. Um, Before we wrap up, I also want to address your year number, which chances, sorry, which changes every year and has cycles numbering one to nine. Your year number shows you what the following year will be like based on this number. Your personal year number can help you determine the best time to start a relationship or a business, for example. Because my dad is no longer with us, I'm going to do my year number, which you get by adding your birthday, month, and day, and then the present year. So for me, my personal number would be found by adding two for February, six for my date of birth, and two, zero, two, three for the year. 2 plus 6 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 3, 15. 1 plus 5 is 6. So my personal year number for 2023 is the number 6. Quote, 6. Family, service, sacrifice, and health. This year, you will have the opportunity to find a greater sense of harmony and inner peace, especially within the family unit. This is usually the time that people begin to desire a marriage or a family. However, if you are in a relationship that has underlying tension, you will need to recommit yourself to the domestic scene or it may well result in a divorce. Been there. (laughs) If you are working too much, then now is the time to balance your home life with work, even if you have to get a new job to do this. We're trying. (laughs) We're trying, people. (laughs) Your responsibility needs to be your family. There may be an elderly parent that requires some of your assistance or a distant family member that emerges in importance. Whatever the situation is, be sure to comply. Nurturing and helping others will be expected of you. Your friends may need you more than before, and people you barely know may seek your advice. That's happening. Be prepared to give. With all this sacrificial behavior, don't neglect your health. 
Sometimes there is a tendency to work so hard that you neglect your body's needs. So while you're caring for everyone else, be sure to do the same for yourself. Balance is the key. And that was Adrian by Adrian B Y T A dot com slash personal year number. That's true. <laughs> I've had so many people reaching out to me lately. So that's interesting. Plus I talked to a psychic and she's like, this is the year of like love for you and relationships. And I was like, we'll see. Um, anyway, guys, uh, numerology is a very complex and fascinating subject and one you could study for years. I'm scratching the surface today and this is only Western numerology. There are plenty of others out there to study if you are interested. And I have linked in a few articles and stuff below. So yep, that sums up, uh, my part of the program. <laughs> so Montana wanted to know what her personal year would be and she is a personal year too. So I'm on numerologykey.com. Um, uh, personal year two is the year of love relationships and observation. During personal year one, you are busy with your career, business, or introspection, but you are likely to take a break and focus on building relationships this year. Interesting. I thought they said that about six. Hmm. This year, you will gradually transform from a stubborn to a sensitive and emotional person. Personal year two is all about slowing down and appreciating life. You may feel enthused to push yourself and you may be better inclined to appreciate every life that life has bestowed upon you. This year, you will be appreciative of others. You are likely to find good in others and you will be more inclined to start new relationships and friendships. Cooperation and good understanding are the key factors to making this year memorable. This year, you may become more sensitive, caring, emotional, affectionate, and loving. The gentle side of life will dominate, even if you have to face some hardships this year. Um, relationships. The best time to pay attention to your relationships is now. During the previous cycle, because of being too busy with your career and entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial visions, you may have ignored your sweetheart or your friends. Don't worry this year, the universe will help you patch up and fix all your relationship problems. You may become more open to others and you will experience less inner resistance to expressing your feelings to others. Uh, personal year one cycle is intense, but the year two cycle is more about becoming more mature. Various life lessons that you have learned are likely to make you emotionally and intellectually mature this year. For professionals, this year is the best to build up their network. Sounds good. That's nice, yeah. Because of your sensitive and soft nature, people may become more inclined to trust you and team up with you. You may experience some reality checks in your love life as things are usually not as beautiful and perfect as they seem. As per some beliefs, during personal year two, you may be tested on your loyalty and your commitment. You will realize that you are not isolated and were never alone. You felt so because of your ignorance. Career, you may be less energetic and enthusiastic about work. <laughs> Am I in here too? <laughs> no. Because of the intense hard work of the previous year, you may feel exhausted. However, you may perform well in establishing good professional relationships. You can improve your relationship with your boss and coworkers as you will find it easy to apologize for your mistakes. You may, I, I hate, mm. I hate apologizing. I mean, I don't have anything to apologize Exactly. For. When I do, I do, but if it's whatever, okay. You may be recognized for your patience and hard work. This year is the best to earn the appreciation and respect of others and to make yourself more comfortable at your workplace. Students or professionals who want to take up study are likely to have a good time in their studies. Exams may not be like a cakewalk, but you are likely to perform well in your tests and exams. And finance. Personal year two is usually considered a good year for finances. 
take it. You may become more inclined to save your money. You may introspect a lot while making your spending decisions as experiences of previous cycles will make you realize the value of money. What's more, you may find some good lucrative investments options this year, which may give good returns later. Your maturity may become an added advantage this year, but make sure to take expert advice on financial matters. Well, no shit. Numerology personal year is one of the best for your mental health. The vibrations of personal year two will make you calmer and more peaceful and let go of the anxieties of life. On the physical front, you need a lot of attention. <laughs> you feel like that might be true? Um, I resonate with some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Last, you were physically very active, so you may feel exhausted or unwilling to exercise this year. That doesn't seem like you. So be no. consistent in your daily workout to ensure the best physical health, as if they ever had to tell you. Personal, uh, final words. Personal year two is usually a year where our patience and loyalty may be tested, be it in relationships or in careers. With the cooperation and kindness of your friends, family, and sweetheart, you will feel much stronger and loved. It's the best year to experience the beauty and joy life has gifted you. So that was from numerologykey.com. Interesting. Yeah. I want to read more about your six now. Yeah. Like I said, some of it resonates. Some of it makes sense. Some of it's like, mm. Yeah. Mine says like it's a year devoted to home, family, and responsibility. So it's like, how? <laughs> like what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, apparently mine's a good year to get married or engaged. Oh, the perfect year to attract the one. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but also the divorce year. So it's like, eh, we'll see. I'm not married. So, well, I've never been married. I'm even close to being married. So here we go. Well, I mean, that's okay. Maybe your year six will be that for you. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I wonder how it works with like leap year. Mm. It's really annoying being born on leap year. Let me tell you. I don't think it would affect it that much because it's just your birthday plus the year that we're in now. It's still so your birthday doesn't change. Care. Yeah, I know. It's since everyone tells me like happy birthday on the twenty eighth is like when my phone my phone blows up and everything like online. I'm just gonna be like, it's not my birthday. It's still a day before. Even if there was a 29th, there's still a day before. Uh, okay, I had a rant, rant about That's that. Okay, I got minute. it. I just it gets on my nerves so much. Okay, so mine is a lot more simpler than yours. I did angel numbers, and I'm actually glad that Franny sent this email. Yeah. Uh, because I could learn more about angel numbers. And me and my mom talk about like, angel numbers all the time. Like, we'll say things. Oh, we saw that we saw 111 today, or we saw, like, 222, and, like, look it up what it means, things like that. So that's what we share. Yeah, so mine is a lot more simpler. Well, that's why I went first, because I figured they'd get, like, the background on numerology. Yeah, and, and... there's no math of mine. <laughs> oh my God, so much fucking math. This I don't, I don't like math. I hate math. I can do addition. If it's I addition, can do addition too, multiplication, but... division, is fine. But once you start getting fucking algebra, fucking geometry, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Why do I need to know that? She's like, you're going to use this for the rest of your life. Yeah, addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. For sure. But everything else, go fuck yourself. I have a calculator on my phone. Even fractions I get, but fucking get out of here with some of that shit. So, angel numbers are repeating sequences often used as a guide for deeper exploration. These sequences can range from 000 to 999 and each has its own distinct meaning and energy. 
Many people are looking for signs, but sometimes there's just a fork in the road. When it comes to numerology, patterns will always come in sets of three. Also, the more repetition of a number, the better. The more it gets repeated, the stronger it gets. When numbers start showing up, it's like a feeling of empowerment and confirmation. It can be from receipts, license plates, clocks, invoices, bank statements, etc. Mm-hmm. Basically, angel numbers can be found anywhere within everyday life. This can be seen as a spiritual universe guiding you towards something or giving you the support that you are on the right path. There are some that believe that angel numbers are not just coming from angels, but sent from loved ones who have died or other spiritual guides. The power and significance of integers has always been around for hundreds of years. However, the angel numbers are special and different from the esoteric practices. They are not linked to your birth information. Angel numbers are not determined by your date, time, or location of birth. While zodiac sign personality traits offer insight on your likes, dislikes, preferences, and tastes, angel numbers don't shed light on your identity, but rather the ways in which you are moving through the world. Angel numbers are fluid. The most important thing is that you are paying attention. Mm -hmm. Different numbers carry different symbolism So as you are beginning to develop your unique relationship with angel numbers, you can work with the powerful spiritual interpretations of digits to understand the meaning behind certain sequences. Okay, so we're going to start from 000, then we're going to go all the way to 999. Um, 000 or 0000. Mm. I know. Zero is associated with new opportunities. This could signify a fresh start. You are at the very beginning of a brand new cycle, which means you can create whatever your heart desires. Don't be afraid to make bold, big decisions at this point in your journey. 111 or 1111, like 1111. I see that all the time. Ones are a big part of my life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I see 1111 a lot. Uh, One is a powerful manifestation figure. Relish the opportunity to make a wish, set an intention, or plant a seed. This indicates a green light from the universe. You are working with extraordinary support from your angels, guides, or ancestors. So at the moment, the present and future are dynamically dynamically connected. 222 or 2222, which I also see all the time mm-hmm. as well. That's yep. big in my life too. Me too. Two suggests balance, trust, and alignment. This could mean that someone, either in the physical realm or spiritual domain, is helping you get where you need to go. Seeing twos could indicate that it's an excellent time to reach out to your most trusted companion to see if divine collaboration is possible. 333 or 3333. Oh, I see that one all the time. That's funny. I see that one too a lot. Like, I know I say I see all the time but like i, I really do i pay attention numbers a lot yeah i same. see them on a lot of license plates every time i check my phone in the it massage could. room on the clock like but uh, cycles like different ones will show up repeatedly at different times yeah yeah it's interesting so three is an indication of magnetic creativity this means that you have the opportunity to add to your unique talents and abilities to a situation The presence of three indicates that by learning your innate gifts, you will find more value, abundance, in whatever circumstances you are navigating. 444 or 4444. Four symbolizes civilization. This suggests that you are in the process of grounding, rooting, and cultivating infrastructure that's truly built to last. When interacting with four, don't be afraid to ask for assistance. 
especially if you are navigating long-term projects that require specific expertise. This is about establishing trust that will empower you to reach new heights. 555 or 5555. We just saw it today. Yeah. Yes, we did. We both did. Five suggests that major changes could be on the horizon. If you have been feeling stuck, stifled, or inspired, observing five reveals massive shifts might be in the works. We were literally just talking about this. Please, God. For now, these transformations may be occurring behind the scenes. In other words, key decision makers are still weighing options. This suggests you are on the right path when you see five. And I think that's funny because you and I both saw five, five, five. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you, things are shifting. They're in the works. I know we talked about this number. Uh, 666 or 6666. Although some may fear six because of religious associations with the devil or demonic figures within angel numbers, six has a supportive, compassionate, and empathetic nature. Six can be a gentle, much-needed reminder to treat yourself with Kindness and understanding. Things might not always go according to plan, but angel number six is on your side. You know that you can choose how you want to interpret a situation. Remember, everything happens for a reason. I'm sorry, but I will just never forget that fucking in the omen. That fucking <laughs> Route guy. Six, six. Yeah, and it said omen. That's what I'm always going to think of. Uh, I always think about six, that too. Six, that six, randomly six, pops five. in my head when I think about you saying that. On the, the one episode. Is terrifying. But when I see 666, though, I don't think of the devil. I'm glad you don't. I do, because I guess I, I saw it. I see it in angel me. numbers. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because I choose to see angel numbers, so I, like, it is something. put it in my brain. I like angel numbers, too, but I don't know. I feel like 666. I mean, I get it, though, because when people see the upside-down pentagram, they automatically assume it's satanic, and I'm like, <laughs> actually, it's not. I mean, it is, because they took it over, but it was actually, like, a pagan symbol before then, but. Same with the swastika. Hitler took it. It wasn't actually a symbol of hate first. So, yeah. Well, that's how people ruin things. This one can have nice things. Okay, sorry. All right, so 777 or 7777. Seven is a lucky angel number. This means that good fortune, especially finance-wise, could be on the way. New monetary opportunities may arise, so seven invites you to branch out and explore possibilities beyond your comfort zone. Eight, 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 or eight, 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 eight. Well, eight is the most divine numbers in numerology. This could reflect a connection to the spiritual universe in a powerful way. Those who believe in an afterlife may see eight as a sign and they are receiving supernatural support from loved ones who have crossed on. Eight is a symbol of affinity, the endless loop that transcends in singular lifetime. All right, 999 or 9999. The presence of nine suggests a chapter coming to an end. Witnessing nine is a sign that a meaningful cycle could come to a close and you will soon be beginning a brand new journey. Likewise, this is an excellent time to step outside your comfort zone, expand your horizons, and explore new territory. Whatever it may be, the spiritual universe will be sure to support your courageous choices. And I think it's funny because lately, these past couple of weeks, I've seen 888 and 999 a lot. And I'm like, yeah, those are huge signs, especially the 999. Mm-hmm. And like witness or how it says things coming to an end. And I'm like, yeah, it probably makes sense. Ready for a brand new beginning. And usually they say the higher numbers you see, the higher your vibration is. All right. So those... 
I just capped the surface with those because I feel like I could go on many sites and say all the things of what the numbers mean and we would be here forever. So I think that just like sums up a quick, mm-hmm. told you mine was a lot simpler and you should start paying attention to see if you see um, the number signs because you'd be surprised like how often you see them. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You see them in everyday life. Yeah. And sometimes you just ask to ask a question to the universe. And if you see the number, then... I think the whole point of this is that there's... The universe is always trying to guide you and speak with you. And sometimes it finds ways to do that. Like, we all know Wish on eleven eleven, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's good to... to what do you think that? of when you see twelve twelve? Do you see tragedy? Tragedy? Yeah, some people no. do twelve twelve. It's like a tragedy. 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 Yeah. No. Some people see twelve twelve as a bad number. No, six 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 is the only one that I need to deal with, and that's because of the curse movies and the omen and having the fucking six 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 tattooed on the kids, branded on the kids' head, and the omen. That movie fucked me up. You scarred. That movie scarred me for life. Those movies were fucked. But yeah, I mean, I fully believe that our guides are trying to speak to us. And I mean, there is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there is a certain beauty in numbers and vibrations. So I do like the correlation in this way. This is the one way I can get into numbers. Everything else, just fuck it. I fucking hate math. But sacred geometry and numerology, that's interesting. I take it. Yeah, at certain times of my life, I'll see certain numbers more. Like before it was like, Recently, it was like 444, and I think, and I had a psychic tell me that was like my dad, and that was my dad reaching out. Um, but if I ever see like 555 or like 888, I think Venus, because 5 and 8 are her numbers. And 333 is my favorite number of all time, because I like 3. 3 3 times? Perfect number. I like 3 2. Mm-hmm. This is where I insert how the Holy Trinity took it from the pagan religion and <laughs> made a mother chrome, but I won't get into all that. <laughs> Catholicism stole everything from paganism, but it's fine. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Sorry, Christianity. Christianity. Catholicism is just a branch that I was raised in. That's what it is. Yeah, I find angel numbers really comforting, though, when I see them a lot. It makes me feel better. I do, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I know my, my personal number, like my actual life path number is nine, which supposedly means I'm at the end of my cycle. Mm. Maybe I won't come back here. <laughs> Maybe go somewhere better. I'm going to hang out with the fairies. <laughs> They've been talking to me lately. I know the fae have been around. They have been fucking talking lately. But yeah. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. Be like, hey, see you soon. <laughs> I have too many things trying to talk to me. Friggin' A. I mean, Venus, when I lit her candle last night, it was like popping and snapping, which usually means that something is trying to communicate with you when your candle does that. Candle magic is intriguing and different as well and all the candles have different meanings and that's another episode we could dig into but yeah yeah that that sums me up on numerology today i don't have anything else to say do you think we since we played with the ouija board that like it made it worse people trying to communicate no i think it's just because i've been delving more into my spirituality i mean I think the worst was when I was at Erica's house and I was getting that violent bed shaking and shit. I mean, no, that time when I left here and ran to your house was terrifying, but I don't think that they're 
I don't think I'm like surrounded by bad spirits. I just think the more that I meditate and the more that I practice magic, I see more and more. Like I'm in the massage room and I just see things out of the corner of my eye and I see shapes and I'm like, okay, I can't hear you. <laughs> so if you're trying to talk to someone, I don't know what you want to say. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of that lately too. I'm like, what was that? Yep. You do a double take. Yep. Like, They're around. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I know the Ouija board is certainly a doorway, but I mean, we closed it out and we were really safe. I had, we had the crystals and the salt and it's pretty dormant. And then they pop up all at once sometimes. And like last night with the fucking whatever was in my house last night, but I'm mad about it. I like thinking that our angels are communicating to us and spirit guides and ancestors. Do you resonate with a specific number? Like, what's your favorite number? Um, I do like the three, three, three. Okay. I do like three. Like, there's just something with the power of three. Like, I don't. It's very powerful. It's a beautiful number. And then I do like four, four, four. Because mm-hmm. I see that one a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that sums up mine. Just mine, mine was simple angel numbers. And you can interpret it the way you want to. You can dive more into it more specifically of what they mean. But I could have gone down that rabbit hole and I really didn't want to. I understand. Trust me. Because it's very fascinating. And I was like, I could look at all this stuff and keep looking and Mm -hmm. time will go by. And I'm like, wait. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to scratch the surface of it. And and I'm curious if people start paying attention, how often they're actually going to see the numbers. And Mm -hmm. they're going to be surprised. I do remember one of my exes, like I said that like I saw his kind of car around and I can't can't remember what he called it it's some sort of phenomenon when if you're looking for it you'll see it and I was like fuck you it's not magical go go away you suck (laughs) get out of (laughs) here but no I do think that there are guides trying to talk to you sometimes and you just have to pay attention sometimes you need guidance I need guidance all the time I need guidance like every day in my life same help me (laughs) Yeah, so we did numerology because remember we got the email from Franny. Franny! And if you send us emails. Or DMs. Yeah. Or you can text us. Like, however you want to share a story or a suggestion. Like, however that works for you. Cool. Also, thanks to all the Patreon members. Okay, uh, and I do have to give a sh- another shout out to G because <laughs> he told one of our clients about my podcast and he said, I told her what it was about, told her it's mostly either romance stuff or haunting stuff and sometimes ramble episodes, LOL. And then I said, oh, thanks, another shout out. And he did Turk from Scrubs like, wow. <laughs> So thanks, G. Look at, we got people spreading the word. Spreading the word of the gospel, bitches don't brunch. Come at me. Come at me for that. I don't give a fuck. I'll thank G on that one. Yeah, thanks, G. The word of mouth, man. Word of mouth is powerful. I love when people say they recommended our podcast to someone. It really feels pretty special. I know. That's why I said one day we'll be in other people's podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's... I like that we don't just do like dating or just do pot like paranormal and like metaphysical. I like that we switch it up. I don't always want to talk about boys. I do a lot of the time, but I also 
don't always want to talk about ghosts because when I do, they pop up more. <laughs> They're like, what, me? <laughs> Hello. But I like talking about all of it. I like, to, uh, I like the mix. And I think other people like the mix, too. That's who we are. We're a mix of different things. I There's don't... so much to talk about. And yeah. I just... Some people like the one topic thing, but sometimes you're just not in the mood. Yeah. You need something different. And so at least with this, you can go and search different episodes because a mm-hmm. lot of them are different. Yeah. And that's what I like about us. I do too. Like I'll have like weeks where I binge like the history chicks like nonstop. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something else. And then I'll listen to two girls. One goes nonstop. And then like, I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going to listen. <laughs> I just switch podcasts all the time. Your mood. Sometimes you're in the mood for different things. But we're funny and I like our podcast, so. Yeah, and I confess something embarrassing on Tea Time, so. Yeah, and we really mm-hmm. do want, like, wrecks. Like, if you guys, like, have, like, things you want to see us do, besides don't be dirty and weird. We're not doing anything dirty and weird. I mean, maybe we are, but not not for you. Just <laughs> for each a... other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, tune in to Patreon. We're going to add more content, but if you guys have any suggestions, we're all ears. And yes, see we see uh, what happened at Montana's work party and uh, if her crush likes her based on a Starbucks quiz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, BuzzFeed quiz about Starbucks. Which I don't even drink Starbucks or go to Starbucks. So. I still don't understand how they justify that. I think it's just probably like a random thing. Like the quiz will just pop out like a random answer. And it doesn't even matter what you pick. It well, probably, probably just left I mean, draw. yeah, but then it, he doesn't like me back. It's fine. I bet if I went back and picked your same answers and did it, it would be like, yes, because it's just like a random crapshoot. Unlike no. annual numbers, which are true. You know what? Maybe I will take some sexy pics tonight for Patreon. Ooh, I think you should put a corset on. See how I feel. I have a really cute corset, actually. From Laura! I wore it on my fairy shoot, but I wore it over a dress. So, and then Patreon, you're just going to wear that? Maybe. Yes, you'll have to tune in to see. How? <laughs> and my long toes, bitch. <laughs> uh, I really do have long toes. Like, now I cannot stop seeing it. <laughs> they're, like, really long. Like, they're longer than my pink toe, and now I feel, like, very self-conscious. Did I ever tell you what happened to me in middle school with my feet? No. Oh my god. I think about it to this day. Do you ever have those like intrusive thoughts? You're just like walking along in the grocery store and then an embarrassing awkward moment from like 15 years ago pops up and you're like, ah! Yeah, it usually happens before I go to bed. It happens to me every day and I'm like, oof. And like, I'll be like with someone and I'm just like, oh god. And they're like, what? And I'm like, bad memory flash. That's my life. Anyway, so... Wait, hold on. A little background. <laughs> the background into these. Background. The Sorry, long guys. Toes. Um, it's very embarrassing. Anyway, so um, I really was a tomboy. You? Uh, yeah, I was a huge tomboy girl for like forever. You? Yeah, I was. I hung out with all the boys. I climbed trees. We did wars with the boys. I'd climb in their treehouse and throw like low clots at them. Hmm. It was like a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't, like, shower and, like, whatever. I mean, I did, but, like, I was not great at it. Whatever. I was very awkward and I was not cute in middle school at all. Is anyone? 
Is anyone? Nope. Exactly. But I was even worse. I was like the ugliest of the ugly. It is what it is. I'm fine with it. But I remember like one day this like to school, like I wore sandals and there was this like really like sassy, like kind of bullying black girl. And she like looked at my feet and she's like, oh girl, put those dogs away. <laughs> I've been so self-conscious ever since. Like, oh my cover God. them, cover them, cover them. <laughs> Your feet aren't even bad. You just got some long toes. I mean, they're not pretty feet. You're also tall, so I feel like it suits you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I remember I was wearing sandals or something. Maybe I didn't. What have did my... you even say? <laughs> your face i can't remember i think i just like 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 you know like what do you do and then i went and cried in the bathroom or something oh look i got bullied a lot in middle school i wasn't cute it is what it is i also got like called pancake chest and like flat as a board constantly i'm gonna just change there i'm still pretty flat <laughs> i got a little bit more than i did in middle school but not a lot <laughs> but you know what i'm sorry i'm segueing into boobs for a second guys Sometimes, like when I got honestly, out of the shower, though, it's healthier. That's what I said. It what? is healthier in the long run. Listen, I got out of the shower today. I looked at my boobs, and they are still perky. I'm See? 33, and they're still perky. They're, I mean, they're not like they probably remember like um, the sweetest thing, which was like 22, yeah, 28, 22. So I'm lifting my arms up, guys. If you haven't seen the sweetest thing, and you're you like rom coms, it's such a good one. But anyway. I like my little small boobies. Like, you know what? As Betty said, and I will always quote her, all you need is a mouthful. <laughs> Mom, remember you saying that. <laughs> I saw my friends that, and they're like, Betty said that? And I'm like, yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but it is healthier in the long run. It, like, really is. You know what? I can go out without wearing a bra, and I don't give a fuck. Me too. I love Unless it. Unless it's really cold. Like your, oh, yeah. like your wedding. Well, yeah. My nipples get real hot. Yeah. That's, I mean, I have pasties. But look how many women are, come, like, getting rid of their breast implants. I, I know personally of, like, three women that have. Yeah. Because of breast implant illness. I wanted breast implants for, like. I remember you always talking about you wanting to be I off. wanted so Since I've known implants. you. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a long time. You know what? I kind of like my little boobies. Oh, I've got a crystal in my bra. I forgot about that. Things you find in the bra. I know sometimes when like someone's like asking about me, I'm like, I'm one of those like weird crystal astrology girls. And they're like, ah, I'm like, yep, that's me. You don't like it? Head for the hills, bitch. Cause I will talk about it every day. But anyway, I've come to appreciate my small boobs and my thick thighs. I don't give a fuck. You may not be able to squeeze onto my boobs, but you can always squeeze onto my ass. You can still squeeze and get a little handful of boobies. It's not big, but. I don't know why I started this topic. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Making yourself feel better for having the long toes. Yeah, I do have long toes, and that girl called my feet dogs, but at least I have perky boobs. There you go. I so... bet her boobs are hanging down to her goddamn belly button, bitch. <laughs> Said what I couldn't say in middle school. Have fun as, with those monsters. As, like, feisty as a tween, like, I'm surprised you didn't say anything back. I really wasn't 
feisty as a tween. I didn't get feisty until I was like, well, I mean, I was feisty with my mom, but I wasn't like outwardly feisty until like the world started saying I was pretty. And then I was like, well, oh, you said you were bullied a lot and I hate that for you. I was very bullied. I really hate that for you. Guys are so mean. I mean, girls are really mean too, but. Uh, oh, girls can almost be a lot worse Girls than can be worse. Girls know where to hit you. They really, I mean, Lexi and I used to have the most atrocious fights when we were teenagers. We haven't had fights like that in forever. But man, having a fucking sister that can cut you down to little pieces while you're cutting her down to little pieces. Me and my brother are more like physical. Well, yeah, that's how I heard that's how you fight with brothers. Like my mom always talks about this time that her brother literally punched her in the face (laughs) because she was being a bitch. My brother chased me with scissors once. Yeah, see, my sister chased me with a fire poker once. I remember he came at me and I went to go like push him back. Oh no. But my nail caught the side of his cheek oh, and no. like gave him like an upside down Nike mark and oh, he had man. that scar on his face for a long time. Oh shit. That's why you don't fuck with your sisters. He still brings it up to this day and I'm like, you shouldn't have tried to come at me. All I did was try and defend myself by pushing you off and then somehow I missed and then slit the side of his cheek. Listen, boys are like physical, I guess, but like when girls get physical, it's worse. It's scary. When girls fight, like, you know what I mean? Like when you're fighting Clay. I know, but sometimes I think it's hilarious when girls fight. Do they get them claws out? I don't know. When girls fight, it's fucking brutal. There's no rules in a girl fight. Like, I feel like in guys' fights, they're like, I'm not going to pull your hair. I'm not going to scratch you. I'm not going to go for your dick. Like, girl fights, it's there's no fucking rules. There there are no rules. It's, it's like, always the I hair will. pulling. Girls will always go for the <sighs> hair pulling, though. Yeah, because it's a vulnerable spot. You don't think I fucking pulled my sister's hair? Because she, like, she had, like, a tender head like you. You <laughs> That's what we call it. We call it a tender, tender head. head. <laughs> yeah, because it was very it's tender. tender. You can yank my hair as like hard as you want. I don't fucking feel a thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, bitch. Mm-hmm. You want to try it? I'm Just a tender head. Then you're you're a tender head. You're a tender head. Yeah. So yeah, girls are there's no rules. Girls will be the ones to chase you with fire pokers and pour bad brownie batter in front of your door so you step into it. I did that to her. That's why she chased me. I'd rather, you with the I fire would rather step in brownie batter than dog shit. Did Clay do that to you? Did he make no, I just I always think of Billy Madison. I don't know that. Oh, or he like puts dog poop on the front porch and then he lets it on fire. So when you open Ew. your door, you, you go fire and you put the fire out and you step on the dog shit. Remember in Crazy Ex Girlfriend when Rebecca she wanted to made... mail her poop? To she her did. Egg. She made a poop cupcake. Oh, that is so disgusting. Oh, so nasty. Because you have to handle oh. your own poop. I was like, girl, you've gone off the deep end. But she was going to send him to her ex so he would eat it. He would eat it, too. He's so fucking dumb. He would, he would eat it. Fucking. And then he'd be like, oh, my God, these are bad. And she's like, yeah, it's my shit, dumbass. I'm so glad they didn't end up together. But we can't talk about the ending because it made me mad. Yeah. It made me really fuck. I'm it's still been, It's been mad. a minute since we brought out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You know what? Okay. Here's what I think are, I think next, next week we should do Bridezilla's. And then I think the week after we need to deep dive on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I think, no, I think next week we should do a BuzzFeed of like a spooky article one. I think we should get the spooky one in there. You want to do spooky after we did numerology? Yeah. I think we should do spooky. Okay. What are like mm. the BuzzFeed now? I'm not doing it here. <laughs> I'll do it over your place. I'm not doing it here. That's fine. 
We'll still have to do a deep dive on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, though. Oh, we, we were going. Yes, for sure. Anyway, thanks for listening to our numerology episode and um, my rant about my ugly feet and boobs and talking about sibling fights. It's ugly boobs? You said they're perky. They ain't ugly, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant my ugly feet and my pretty boobs. Okay. So there so, you go. I think I have pretty ones. I bet you have pretty ones, too. Well, duh. Exactly. I'm in the little community, too. It's a great mm-hmm. community over here. Itty bitty titty community. Wait. What? What? <laughs> Itty bitty titty <laughs> committee. Damn it. <laughs> My sister was in the big booty club. I was like, okay, well, mine sounds cooler. So. Okay, well, wait till your sister gets older. You, always you know got what? That going. She'll probably get a lift knowing her. <laughs> I want Botox. Hey, if anyone wants to give me Botox, <laughs> I really need some. If anyone has any regs, some good doctors, throw them out. I'm Actually, ready. I have regs for you. The girls at work go there. Really? Mm-hmm. You need so much Botox. Oh and God, I'm going to be like, up. I know. Well, I will. I'm very expressive. You have a very expressive face. I don't. Oh my God, I have so, so, so much expression. Maybe this is why I was, I'm hard to read. And I, just... and I vape, which I actually need to quit because I had a terrible dream the other night about vaping. Fine! Even my tarot was like, Hey, be healthy. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, fine, okay. I'll stop. Okay, okay, okay. All right. As always, thank you for listening. You can find us everywhere YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram at Bitches Don't Brunch Podcast. <clears throat> we would love it if you would subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to have more content on there. I Like I said, I might do some cute photos tonight. We'll see. You just have to tune in. It's 3 or $5 a month, guys. 3 or $5 <laughs> a month. Even if the content isn't up to your standards, it's $3 a month. It's still supporting us, which is yeah, really nice. That's really what it's about. Just be a good friend. Yeah. You can email us with suggestions, recs, or anything at beatonbrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram. I will answer because I am always on our Bitches Don't Brunch podcast Instagram. Um, or, yeah, if you just have an idea, if you want to just shout us out, text us, tag us. We're, like, fully into it. I actually was going to ask you. We should, like, get a Google number eventually and, like, have people, like, call in the stories. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, you can have a Google number. They only can leave voicemails. Like, it isn't really that really whatever it's a, we'll talk about it um yeah and follow montana at m big sky and i think that's uh i think that's it i think that wraps us up guys oh and rate and review us please if you rate and review it helps us get out there and word of mouth guys really just tell like one person that you like our podcast it, it really truly means the world shout out to g <laughs> word of mouth is powerful i'm telling you god we're done early tonight because we started a lot I know. Isn't tonight. that nice? Yeah. We're not doing our usual night either. So now I'm thrown off and it's... I know. It feels like Thursday, but I have like yeah. two more days of work. Same. I Ooh. like starting my work week, basically. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. Hopefully not for longer. You're in the good year for that. So <laughs> let's... Uh, we're shifting. Things are shifting. Absolutely. And um, you guys should pay attention to the angel numbers uh, you see in the next few weeks and tag us. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, if you guys figure out your life path number or your year number, also, like, tag us with the life path number. Tag us with your year number. Let's talk about it. Let's, like, make a discussion board about it. And, uh, yeah. So, we'll see you next week uh, with spooky shit, apparently. We're going to do some spooky stuff. So, yeah. 
All right, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.